here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. So who needs a judge when you have Todd in your car? <laughs> so, I mean, let's be real. So I, I'm assuming that if you haven't been following it closely, at least you know of Michael Orr, yeah. the, the NFL player. I do and know. Yeah, yeah they, they moved, made the movie The Blind Side. And so now there's a lawsuit from him to yeah. the Tui family that kind of took him in. You could see that in the, the movie being played by Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that they deprived him of rights to his name and image and likeness because he thought he was being adopted but here he was just entered into a conservatorship with them and that they cashed in on his name and the movie and so he's suing them there's a little bit more now we're hearing from their side of things but i just wondered like who are you kind of siding with so far in this whole thing Ah, it's too bad it blew up like this i saw the movie multiple times it was a really (laughs) enjoyable movie it was a feel-good story i i don't know who's right in this i hate to uh you know have either of them that uh, this is in courts it's just kind of a sad situation i i don't know who's correct here he obviously feels like he was wronged in some way perhaps he was and they probably feel like they did exactly the right thing for him at his age when he was 16 or something at the time when they finally uh, uh took him in so it's hard to know who what the right story is it's going to be he said she said uh situation so yeah we'll get to what the family says but see who needs a judge todd says all right everybody let's sit down yeah let's work this let's out settle let's settle this let's all yeah. get on the same page here yeah. todd the voice of reason wake up right. wake up wake up the best station for shower sing-alongs it's so funny <laughs> the q102 morning show the movie the blind side came out with sandra bullock did she win an oscar for that or she was nominated but also tim mcgraw played the dad sean tui in the movie centered on the life of Michael Orr, who then was taken in by the Tuies, went on to play in the NFL, and now in real life, not just in the movies, there is a lawsuit. And apparently Michael Orr suing the Tui family for use of his name and his likeness, and he didn't see any of that money, and he says he was tricked. He thought he was being adopted by the family, but here he was just entered into a conservatorship. If he would have been adopted, he would have been entitled to that money, but the conservatorship was set up that he didn't get any of that money. So now the Tui family is giving their side of the story and saying that Orr is, was trying to shake them down for about $15 million, saying that he'd go public if they didn't pay up. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't, and he did. And so their attorneys say that the Tuies did not trick him into entering into a conservatorship. They say that since he was 18 at the time, They couldn't have adopted him. There was no shady business. Everybody was on the up and up. They knew what was going on. But that was the only way that they could get him health insurance, a driver's license, and to get into college. And the family claims that they only really made a few thousand dollars from the movie. And they've always tried to either share it or see what Michael needed. And they've pointed out that the family by itself, without anything to do with the movie, with, you know, the conservatorship or adoption or anything like that, that they were worth about hundreds of millions of dollars, I guess, without any of Michael's money. Oh. So why would they have tried to squeeze him? So we heard mm. from Todd. Mary Ellen, who, what, what do you think? You've seen the movie, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, it came out, I think, in, in 2009, based on a book before that, based on the life of Michael Orr and the Tui family. Well, I agree with Todd um, that, boy, it's just sad to have to hear about this situation. You hate to have them having this conflict anyway, but I feel like I'm kind of siding with the family on this one. Well, I was, I was trying to put myself in that situation and say, okay, we know now what happened. 
But at the time, there would have been no way for this family to know, oh, we're going to do this for this kid. He's going to make it big. He's going to make it to the NFL. We're going to sell book rates and we're going to sell movie rates. There would have been no way for them to know that. I mean, you could hope that like, oh, he's really good at football. Let's hope he makes it big. Mm -hmm. But there would have been no way to know that that was going to be the trajectory of all of this. So at the time, it seems like they were in good faith trying to help somebody, right? And so their attorney says that to the Tuleys are heartbroken over what's happening, and yeah. they do eventually hope to reconcile with Michael Orr, but at the same time, they're not going to hesitate to defend their family name and what they did. Mm. So it is kind of a messy situation. Definitely. We love your input on that. Send a text to the studio. Let us know what you're thinking. 320-235-1025. Thanks for starting your day with the Q102 Morning Show. It always sounds good. They're funny. Once again, here at Jim and Laura. Mary Ellen is in for Tim this morning, and you said you were listening to the show the other day. And what did you hear us talking about that you were wondering? Well, what in the world is going on with Tim's watch? He's getting these alerts about the fall, or what's the... So, I guess, and I don't know what brand of watch this is. I'm assuming most all of them probably have it now, but... He said that he has set his wife up to be the like the life alert contact, whatever, if he falls and the watch will determine hard falls and then alert the person that you've set as your emergency contact. And it's happened just randomly when either he doesn't have the watch on or just I mean, he definitely has not fallen. But he was talking the other day on the show and I think he waved his arm around and then whoop, like a hard fall detected and it sent the alert. And just thought, <laughs> oh my That's God. probably not a good thing because once he does fall in real life, his wife's going to be like, oh, stupid other, yeah. you know, false alarm, non-emergency alert. <laughs> Let's let him lay there for a while. Yeah. Well, can you imagine, you know, this chair and how many times I've kind of catapulted when I try to get myself oh, out yeah. of this chair yeah. in the studio? That would probably be enough to set a hard fall alarm off. Oh, I bet it would. But now, I you have one of the fancy watches that tell you all kinds of things and send alerts and all that? I am a new Apple Watch owner. I haven't worn a watch for years, but then I was trying to track my steps and stuff. So I'm like, okay, okay, let's bite the bolt. Let's get an Apple Watch. So that's recent. I've only had that maybe like three, four weeks now. So I'm still learning all about it. And I've been to a couple concerts in that time and I'm enjoying the concert. And all of a sudden I feel like what is vibrating what is vibrating on my watch? I look over and here I'm getting a loud noise alert showing up on my phone. And it's telling me oh. it's over this many decibels and how it can cause harm to your hearing. And oh, wow, oh, I didn't even know my watch could do that. So then I was thinking, well, maybe I want to silence that because I've been to enough concerts lately. It's kind of, I mean, it's interesting, but during the midst of where you're you're enjoying the full concert, do I really want to know this is going to hurt my hearing? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And the watch is probably so smart, it knows how many times it sent you that alert. Eventually, it'll just stop making noise. It'll do everything vibrating because it'll go, well, she's deaf by now because she's been <laughs> yes. in too many loud places. So <laughs> she can't hear any of these beeps and blings. And <laughs> Switch everything to vibrate mode. You're right. You're yeah. right. Starting your day off right is very important. And laughing is a good way to do it. And a lot of funny talking. Q102. So, Laura, you've been keeping us up to date the last couple of weeks about your new cat situation. And I followed the story. You've shared it facebook.com slash your morning show and and in great detail we have learned about all of this cat chaos kind (laughs) of it things seem to have settled down and you named your cat phil dawson Mm -hmm. very unique and if people don't know why why did you pick that name he is my favorite football player he was a kicker 
from a Cleveland Browns. And so for many, many years, he was usually the only one who would score during a game. So he <laughs> became a fan favorite of a lot of us fans. But I always said, and this was years ago, if I have another male cat, I'm going to name him Phil Dawson. Not Phil. It's Phil Dawson Phil altogether. Dawson. I love that. And so I uh, have a little update. Phil has his patch over the incision, which I I thought that maybe we would want to get that off, but the surgeon says, no, if it's still on, he's leaving it alone. Okay. He's healing well. So in a couple days, he has his follow-up, but all things are looking good, which oh, thank God. That is great news, but I have mm-hmm. to admit something that from the first time you shared with me about the name of your cat, every time yeah. I hear it, I have to really think before I say Phil Dawson, because here's who pops into my head. The name that comes to okay. my mind, Phil Donahue. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yes, yes. I remember Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh, yeah. you know, doing daytime TV, right? That was that same time frame, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes, <laughs> the Phil funny. Donahue show. So you say Phil Dawson. And I really, oh. before I'm going to ask you about him, I have to think, don't say Donahue. Don't say Donahue. And I, I don't even know. I wasn't even a big Phil Donahue watcher. But that's immediately. So when I picture your cat and say the name, the image of Phil Donahue is what pops into my head. I don't know. All of a sudden, Google's like, why does everybody keep searching Phil Dawson and Phil Donahue today? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, why is that? Que- <laughs> why is that so question? Am I the only one? Anyone else? I'm struggling. Like, I have <laughs> That's to funny. make an effort to say Phil Dawson because I want to say Phil Donahue. All right. Well, we appreciate all the updates on your cat, and I'm glad things are going well. That is great news. The ones you want to wake up to. I listen to you guys every morning. I love you guys so much. Tim and Laura on Q102. Mary Ellen in for Tim this morning, and I saw this, thought of you instantly. They listed the funniest movie performances of this century. And your boy, Ryan Reynolds, ranking in the top 10. Do you have a favorite? I know you love Ryan Reynolds, so this is like picking your favorite child. But do you have a favorite Ryan Reynolds movie? Hmm. Oh, well, the proposal has got to be right up there. And then on Netflix, I loved the Adam Project, which was a project which was was, that's so good. I I, now I want to watch that again. So is that a comedy or is that more of a serious role for him or like a a a light comedy, but more drama? Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixture there. It's him. So he's got to have some funny stuff in there. But I, of course, cried. There was some emotional Jennifer Garner's in that Mark Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. And of course, Ryan Reynolds, welcome to Wrexham. Season two is coming (laughs) back. Back. Look at the look Sep- at your face light up when you talk about it. September twelfth, like, oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he is entertaining, that's for sure. I'm sure you've seen this movie. It would probably rank as my favorite Ryan Reynolds, but it was him and oh, I forget who was the co-star in it, but just friends from many, many years ago. Do you remember that oh, movie? Oh yeah, let me look that one up and mm-hmm. see if I can remember who that actor or uh, who the other person is. It Aunt. Anna Ferris or not? Uh, 2005, no, not. Just Friends. Mm, Amy Smart? Amy Smart. Okay. Is that okay, right? Okay. Amy's. Oh, Anna Ferris. Yeah, that's the one you're probably talking about. Anna Ferris? She might have been in it also, but I don't okay. think she was the... I think the, the other one that you said was the, the <laughs> co-star. I forgot about I, that movie. That's one of my favorites. But no, none of these ranked as oh. his funniest in the last century. Deadpool. His Deadpool. role in Deadpool. 2016. There's been a few of them, but this is the 2016 Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movie. He came at number eight for the best performance. Melissa McCarthy ranking number five for the funniest movie performances for her role in Bridesmaids in 2011. Mm. I... 
I didn't not like Bridesmaids, but I liked her in, if I was going to give her like, this is your funniest movie. I liked the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy, where they played the detectives with each other in the heat. Okay. I laughed so hard at that movie and I normally don't like comedies. So I, I beg to differ on that number. But they said the overall, the funniest of any funny parts, Owen Wilson in Zoolander. I have not seen that. That came out in 2001. Eh. I don't think Not so. Really I, yeah, I don't, think. I don't think so. I'm no. We got to do a recount on that, I think. Uh, but Melissa yeah. McCarthy. It should be Ryan Reynolds at one, Ryan Reynolds at two, <laughs> yes. Ryan Reynolds at three. That's what Mary said. <laughs> All the top ten. <laughs> okay, but the other person I put up there, Jason Bateman, was in Identity Thief, Identity Theft oh, with Melissa good. McCarthy. And that one is so funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, now my See, list is growing so again. so good. Yeah, in comedy roles, he always plays that guy. But then in his serious roles where he's kind of a jerk, he plays that really well. So he's very versatile. And like Mm -hmm. Ozark, that was intense with Jason Mm Bateman. Oh my goodness. Okay. I got to rewatch a bunch of things now, Laura. Thanks for bringing all those up. Funny jokes coming in on this National Tell-A-Joke Day, and you can weigh in, facebook.com slash your morning show. I see that Sarah, Sarah Joe has commented, she said, I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know which one comes first. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's good. That's good. Uh Also, John weighing in, what did one hat say to the other? What did one hat say to the other? You stay here. I'll go on ahead. (laughs) I'll <laughs> oh, see you're so good at delivering these too I love it I love well, I don't know about that I do have one of my own as a as a lover of all things gardening I do have a pepper joke okay why are peppers always so much trouble in the garden hmm. do you know no because they're always getting jalapeno business oh <laughs> The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9 